When you're an entrepreneur with a great idea, it can be daunting to find funding. Startup Raven takes the process out of your hands by helping entrepreneurs connect and learn about potential investors all in one place without any long-filled forms or thousand questions. Sign up for early access at StartupRaven.com. Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Today I have a returning guest here with me. Hey Daniel, how are you doing? Hi Joe. Hi, very good. Pleasure to, to have me. Thank you very much for that. Totally my pleasure. We may tell our audience that I interviewed you back in 2018. Um and it I do believe it was 2018 and um, a lot has changed. Um, therefore, we thought it would be prudent to really take, um, make an update, especially since you raised a hundred million credit funding for your platform from Goldman Sachs. But that's something we will get to soon. Um, I assume people already know, or some people will already know you from the interview, which by the way, we linked down here in the show notes. I just looked it up. Um, was published on October 18th, 2018, almost five years ago. Um, time flies. It, time flies totally. Um, you have been developing quite good. I would assume we'll soon get into that, but can you tell our audience just, just a tiny bit on who you are, what you did before uh, you got into fintechs? Yes, sure. So my name is Daniel. I'm a co-founder of Credit Shelf and currently CFO um, of the company. Um, in my earlier life, I, um, I used to be a consultant, which is how I started off my career uh, in strategy consulting, but I I always worked in the financial services space. So even as a consultant, I got in touch with banks, insurance companies, and you know this is how I stayed in the matter. And at some point, uh, I got an offer from a large investment bank, so I joined um, this bank and basically, you know, jumped over the fence from becoming of say was being a consultant uh, to becoming a banker. Um, I, I worked for you know shy of uh, nine years. Uh, in, in international investment banking uh, with uh, positions both in Singapore and, and Zurich. And uh, at that point, um, you know, we were, we were launching a, a new business in Asia, uh, which I did for the bank as a project at the time. And I thought to myself after that project had been delivered that at some point I would like to try something out by myself. And this is how we founded Credit Shelf. And ever since, you know, we're, we're based here in Frankfurt and uh, you know, with a with a nice business uh, that is supporting SME customers uh, from a credit perspective. Mm -hmm. You already hit on credit and SMEs. So, um, my understanding is 
you are a credit platform, not necessarily a P2P lending platform, but I, I, I think we'll soon clarify that. And for, for my understanding is right now you do some loans for smaller medium enterprises, which build the backbone of the German economy, kleine mittelständische Unternehmen. Um, you're not exclusively funding them because your funding can also be part of a bank funding is my understanding. And, um, you basically match there on the platform institutional investors with the SME. So nothing, uh, like lending club does. Is that true? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much true. Um, we provide loans to, uh, German SMEs, both the Mittelstand of today as well as the Mittelstand of tomorrow, meaning young, innovative, growing, you know, fast growing companies that have uh, a need for capital in order for them to achieve their growth ambitions and, you know, capture market share and develop markets. Um, yeah. And we lend to these businesses because we see that there's a lack of funding from traditional debt providers, such as banks. So our capital helps to, you know, trigger and achieve um, additional business opportunities that would otherwise, you know, not, not happen or not necessarily happen. Um, and, and therefore we ultimately, you know, support the German economy and the German Mittelstand, as I've said, with, with our credit products. I think the one element which I'd like to provide a little more detail on, because you said we match borrowers with institutional investors. Um, it's, it's, it's not strictly a one for one matchmaking. We have in the meantime, I think the platform has developed over the years. And in the meantime, we basically manage, you know, dedicated funding vehicles, um, out of which we take the funds and then provide them to, uh, the SMEs. So therefore, um, you know, institutional investors, you know, such as, for example, the European Investment Fund and or other names, they basically provide funds typically into SPVs, um, which, you know, serve the dedicated need of, of, you know, providing funds. And out of these, we take the, the money and we give it to uh, SME customers. Mm -hmm. We may add for our audience, since depending on the podcast, there may be more than half of the people abroad. Um, the, 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 the German Mittelstand the SMEs are very physical driven industrial companies. So that means when they get an order, they first need to go into all the funding and financing for all the machines, all the parts, all the manufacturing until they can eventually sell it. And that bridge between purchasing all the materials and getting it to the client and get the money, that is what you're referring to, right? Yeah, amongst others, this is what we finance, i.e. working capital situations like you have just explained. Um, that serves, uh, you know, a big amount of our funding. Um, in addition, we, we also finance M&A situations, for example, uh, you know, particularly, you know, understanding that there's a demographic uh, situation here in Germany. You know, a lot of businesses, uh, their current owners, they step out at some point and there's a new generation of entrepreneurs who are set to take over these businesses. And that also often requires funding. So we can also provide M&A finance. Um, as I said, we can provide longer term growth finance um, to, um, you know, support strategic investment initiatives. Um, so our purpose, our loan purposes are relatively broad. Um, but clearly working capital, as you ex have explained, is, is the majority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see. I, I remember that there was a, a, a study 
Oh yeah, from KFW um, just recently that on average the company owner um, that is looking for for having a succession, so somebody taking over the company as you refer to, is on average sixty four years old. Um, a third is over sixty, so there, there's a lot going on here. It's not necessarily that you have like one company trying to purchase another company but it's somebody stepping in and buying the company outright to basically take it over from the existing um owner um we, we've been you've been talking about a lack of funding for smes in germany it's a lot of credit driven meaning it goes onto the balance sheet of uh, volksbanken raiffeisenbanken sparkassen all those little institutions in germany as well as the bigger ones uh, special loans by kfw but also the, the the big banks like the z bank deutsche bank commerzbank they are all in in the game here so they heavily rely on credit financing german companies especially the smaller ones where does this lack of funding the lack of credit opportunities come from in your opinion so what we often see, um, you know, with those businesses um, is that the banks are lending to them, which is absolutely crucial. And I think this is also a big difference to, let's say, some of the more southern countries in Europe, where in, in some aspects you, you even have a, a limited supply of bank funding. I think here in Germany, the case is, is a little more specific, and it relates to the fact that banks would typically want to lend on a fully secured basis. So they take assets, typically physical assets as collateral to safeguard their loans. And um, they will, you know, assess this kind of collateral very conservatively. And it means that for an amount of physical assets, there's only so much you can get in terms of lending. And then if that business, you know, requires additional funds because there is a big order, you know, coming in and they need, you know, pre-funding, as you've just explained, you know, or there's another opportunity in the market that they can capture, they need quick actioning and they can't wait for the banks and they can't wait for a bank to extend their credit line. Hence, our product is fully unsecured. It means that it uh, complements nicely the existing bank funding um, because it does not touch any of the assets, you know, from a collateralization perspective. It does not basically t change the bank's position. And we just provide credit on top uh, of the existing bank debt that the business has. And I think this is, you know, so flexible. Um, Decision-making is swift. Uh, the customer can get, you know, quick feedback, quick deployment of funds, and they can realize the projects that they want to realize in order for them, you know, to go to the next level or simply achieve their obje objectives. You actually made me smile when you said all is unsecured for a very simple reason that uh, I remember from... Um more than 20 years ago from a bank apprenticeship somebody told me the unsecured loans are the safest because you only hand it out to uh creditors uh, to um borrowers that are able to pay it back um anyway so that really made me smile this flashback and um, we are talking a lot about lending money out um, the main trigger for our interview today was um, the 100 million from Goldman Sachs that you can lend out. But that was not the start. I found um, news from 2019 where you started to build up your own fund with 30 million from the Euro European Union through financial means. Can you take us a little bit along this journey when you started to do your, your own credit fundraising for your client on the platform? 
Yeah. Yeah. At one point, I think, um, you know, if a platform like ours, you know, over the years matures, you know, and it develops, I think the the need of having the whole funding under your own control becomes more important. So initially, when we set up Credit Shelf, we were relying on smaller type institutional investors, you know, for them to come onto the platform, look what we have in terms of projects available for funding and make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. But we realized that in order for you to have a really a, a reliable funding proposition to SMEs, you need to be able to fund anytime when you want to do a loan, you need to be able to fund that. Mm-hmm. And for this, let's say controlling um, the funds and basically controlling the money is very important. So which is why we decided to, let's say, insource a little more, get more under our control, you know, some of the funds. And that's how we launched our own credit shelf loan fund um, at the time. And indeed, the European Investment Fund, which is the largest supranational investor in the world, um, they were an anchor investor from day one because they have a European, in fact, it's a pan-European mandate uh, to support SMEs. Um, and, And I think their view is that the existing bank channels alone, they are not sufficient. So they they want to make sure that uh, other channels, alternative sources of funding, you know, uh, will be developed and, and, and supported. And this is why they have chosen Credit Shelf as their first and only, currently only partner um, in a German market from a credit platform perspective. So this is how we launched with them. And in the meantime, we have uh, onboarded, you know, additional funds into that loan fund. And as I've said, for us, it's an important element of our funding mix. Mm-hmm. So basically, you have your own credit fund, you have institutional investors, and along those institutional investors, Goldman Sachs joined, and they're now all l- lending out the money through your platform. I would be curious what type of services you're providing there for the borrowers and the investors i understand you 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 need a legal entity a bank there working with raisin bank here in frankfurt and um but first i would be interested where what is the balance right now how much do you have much more money to lend out or do you have much more requests from um companies to actually borrow money what is that and then we can get a little bit into how it would then actually work on your side when you approve a loan. Yeah. So naturally, as a lending business, you want to have traffic on both sides, i.e. the funding side, as well as, let's say, the the demand side, uh, which is SMEs. I think historically, when I look back, um, probably in in the first couple of years, um, the bottleneck has been on the origination side, which means to find suitable borrowers um, that are, you know, healthy borrowers that can afford the loans and that can repay the loans and and basically fit them into our offering. Um, I think in the meantime, and probably at, at least since a year or so ago or so, since the dynamics changed, um, um, you know, ever since the, the war in Ukraine, of course, we've seen a strong tightening on the monetary supply side um, and therefore interest rates are up. You know, money supply is much tighter than it used to be before. And of course, this has also found expression in the way, you know, we are able to attract funding. 
And, uh, and clearly, I would say at this point, um, the relative bottleneck, if you want to put it that way, has probably moved a little from the origination side to the funding side. Um, therefore, we're very happy um, to, you know, to have secured additional significant funding um, from, from renowned international sources. And we are continuing that effort um, on the funding side. And there is, you know, good conversations with market participants. And I'm, I'm very confident, you know, that, um, that uh, with the strong track record that we have over the many years that we've been in the market in the meantime, that we can secure additional funding, you know, by existing partners or mm -hmm. potentially also new partners um, that will help us to um, essentially, you know, support the origination pipeline that we that we see. And, and that origination pipeline is getting stronger and stronger every year. Uh, last year, mm -hmm. we've seen, you know, record levels of loan demand. And also this year is, uh, is very strong. Mm -hmm. Um, do, do you see, um, I mean, that, that was, uh, for most people, a total surprise, the invasion of Ukraine. Um, then, uh, the inflation started spiking up, but I kind of get the feeling that this really settled now, especially that Germany came through the first winter with all the scare of, um, high gas prices and, um, not enough gas to heat our apartments and houses. After it, we all passed through this, fortunately, pretty much unscathed. Um, do you see a difference right now this year, the first year, uh, the first quarter of this year, as we're talking on the very last day of this quarter, um, in terms of demand? W was there a change? I think, first of all, I, I personally see that lots of the uncertainty and the sort of market turmoil and volatility that we've seen particularly in the second half of last year, um, you know, has relaxed in the meantime. Um, of course, we are in a, in a new world, right? Um, I think inflation is, is probably not going to go away uh, as soon as we would have hoped. Um, at the same time, rates will probably not move down to the sub-zero levels, you know, that we've seen only a year ago back. Um, And um, therefore, we're a new, new normal. But I think the market has calibrated a little. And um, it seems as if things are getting more stable. I think on the energy front, you know, that, that's probably also true. Uh, you know, we've had lots of volatilities, you know, many SMEs in, in the German market um, that, you know, run, you know, heavy industry intense, you know, production processes, um, that, that requires energy. I mean, they, they've been very scared, um, on the back of the price movements. But I think the, the situation we're now seeing, um, I think suggests that there's a, a bit more stabilization and that things will not, you know, pan out as, as, um, adverse as they, you know, would have appeared maybe, you know, half a year ago or so. So I think that's, that's what we're seeing currently in the market. And, you know, maybe to conclude, German SMEs have historically proven that they are very nimble, that they can adapt fast, uh, you know, to outside circumstances. And it, it is exactly that what we're seeing again uh, in this crisis. Okay, I see you guys are um, doing pretty well. You guys are growing. It doesn't necessarily reflect right now in your share price. Um, at the time we've been talking, you said you were the only pure play fintech listed in Germany. Is that still the case? 
Well, I think you know there there there's certainly been market developments and and other IPOs uh, you know following ours uh, in 2018, but I'd maintain that the majority, clearly the vast vast majority of of fintechs, you know they they're currently not in the public market. Um, we have at the time chosen to do so um, for a number of reasons. You know, becoming an institutional business, we we wanted to have a positive signaling effect. You know, to institutional partners. As well as you know, higher talent. Uh, we are we are still hiring as we speak, and therefore you know finding talent in the market is is very crucial for us. And you know, at the time, I think the the IPO and you know subsequently as a public company, you have more visibility in the market. So this helped us in you know attracting talent. And uh, yeah, so these were considerations that we had uh, at the time when we decided to step. My understanding is that banks in Germany are right now not necessarily known for being very fast in approving credit. Um, I've seen on your website, it takes two minutes to request a loan, 48 hours for your check, one week to make an offer and four weeks until the payout. Can you give us somehow perspective how realistic this is for you and how long it may take for a classical bank to do the same process? Yeah, so I, I think th th these times are are indicative. Um, we can be faster than that, as we've proven. I think the fastest loan we, we've paid out was inside one week um, in an ideal process. Um, now, I think what we often hear from our customers is that the banks are taking weeks, if not months, um, for sure. And I think the big benefit of our process is that um, you know, the amount of interaction required with the customer is very minimal. So we've really designed this process from a customer's perspective, trying to minimize time and effort um, using mm -hmm. existing information rather than specific information that has to be made up. Um, so, for example, we take uh, data from the accounting system of the customer. They can easily provide that to us by uploading uh, via a secured um, our secured portal. Um, And with that, we can be very fast in providing uh, the customer with a feedback, which is typically an indicative quote uh, that we try to, you know, bring out within two days. Mm -hmm. uh, so we tell the customer, look, this is the amount of credit we can provide. This is the indicative price. And if they like to move on that basis, we go into the final step of the process, which is uh, mm -hmm. a small, if you call it due diligence. Uh, so we assign a credit analyst on the case and then we discuss the business, you know, from a credit perspective, from a market perspective, from a financial risk perspective, from a sort of future ambitions perspective to basically round up our view and, you know, ultimately being able to make a final decision. And if that final decision is made, We simply allocate one of our, you know, funding pots. Um, so mm -hmm. these are essentially credit boxes with pre-approved and predefined criteria that need to be matched. Mm -hmm. And essentially, if it goes through our process, um, that basically means that it usually is also suitable for for one of our founding, uh, funding um, um, vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, what, what does your average customer look like? So the typical credit shelf average customer is a family business uh, that has been around for more than 20 years, um, has 20 million of annual turnover, um, and, you know, has been in the market, as I said, for a number of years. Um, we often see these businesses sitting in the regions, so they're not necessarily domiciled in the big cities, but really sit in the regions. Um, industrial focus uh, is, is often a connex that we see. Uh, so really, you know, um, 
actually the backbone of, of the economy. So I, I always keep saying for, for those of you that understand uh, the German expression, überall wo es dampft, zischt und raucht, uh, that's also where you find credit shelf. Uh, so um, that's a typical credit shelf customer. Very well wet steams, pipes and smokes. Exactly. That means like, like physical production. Yes. Yeah, that's okay, often what we see. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I see. Um, we've talked a lot about your company, how you do the credit, um, and your customer. Can you let us participate in your outlook? Where, where, where are you seeing, um, this whole thing, meaning the economy, meaning your business going this year? I know there is a lot of uncertainty and forecasts, especially difficult concerning the future. I know all of that, but, Just a, just a little hint. Yeah, I think generally speaking, the need for 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 capital uh, is 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 clearly crucial. You know, for the business, we come out mm -hmm. of a crisis, Corona, um, where I think still some of the businesses, um, you know, they 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 faced a difficult uh, environment and difficult time. Um, fortunately, we had a lot of government support at the time, and banks passed through KFW loans. Um, all of a sudden, we found ourselves in the next crisis, uh, you know, inflation, uh, energy prices, and so on. Um, so I think there is coming out of those crises, there will be, you know, need to, um, to propel um, growth. And mm -hmm. that's why businesses need funding. And I think that the need for alternative, i.e. bank alternative funding, is only growing. So that's clearly what we can, what we can see in the market. That's a trend that will be continuing hence um funding sources outside traditional banks you know will be will be ever more important going forward and that's what we want to profit from mm -hmm. um i understand you guys are currently growing but you're still based in hessen uh, how was since this is sponsored by the european enterprise network hessen how was your experience uh, setting up shop here Oh, um, very positive, I would say. I mean, there's often these, uh, um, you know, um, rumors of, you know, talking about many obstacles and, uh, and you know, barriers when it comes to uh, a founding process. Um, I wouldn't want to go as far to say it was the, the easiest journey uh, in the world, but it was on the other side also not, you know, so cumbersome. Um, so we have, you know, we have ongoing talks with the ecosystem here, um, um, we've, we found good, good contacts. Um, we exchange views, you know, with, with people, um, both from the fintech as well as the non-fintech world. Um, we, at, in, in our early days, we, we were one of the winners of, uh, uh the Gründerpreis, uh, of Stadt Frankfurt. Um, so mm -hmm. that also helped us, you know, to establish our reach. And, uh, all in all, I must say, we're very pleased and very happy to be here. Um, there might not be a, 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 as much you know, talent, particularly IT talent as maybe in cities like Berlin. But on the other side, um, you know, there is more of an expertise when it comes to financial services. Um, and as we are ultimately also a financial services firm, um, you know, that caters quite nicely to, to our needs. Mm -hmm. um, we already got to the talent part. Are you guys currently hiring? Ah uh, yes, we 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 continue to hire. We are always open and you know looking for hungry young talent. Um, I think the good thing of working in a fintech is that um, 
you know, you get much more responsibility and, and breadth in terms of, you know, the tasks and, and the daily and the daily business as compared to a bank. I mean, having spent quite a number of years in both worlds, I can certainly say that the fintech world to me um, is, is more exciting. Um, uh, you can prove yourself, you can mm -hmm. learn a lot. And, uh, and that's exactly, you know, what we are, what we're seeing. And uh, this is why we continue to hire talent. Mm -hmm. um, and usually the last question is if you're open to discussion with the investors, since you're already listed, VC investment is not necessarily what are you looking for, but are you open to talk to credit investors that want to get in on your platform? Yes, that's a continuous task. Uh, we speak to the market. Uh, we speak to dedicated credit investors, and um, and yeah. So we clearly uh, to deliver the business plan. We need more funding on the credit side, and you know that's that's always a dialogue that we keep having. Sounds pretty good. I'll not take up more of your time. Sorry for all the interruptions we had. Apparently, we had some technical difficulties during the recording, but uh, we powered through. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you as a guest. Thank you so much, Joe. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.